recording on. Phone off. Bruchim Aboyim B'Shem Hashem Berachnuchem Eves Hashem We find ourselves in the last week of the month of year which is ultimately Shabbos Shemavarchem HaChedesh Chedesh Sivan year is in honor of a birthday, but the birthday boy has not signed on yet, ironically. When he does, we'll discuss. Um, Bamidbar Perik Shishi Pirkiyaves Shanukhachamim Oh boy. Here's the whole thing closed off. Let's try this again. We said Shabbos Mivarchim Chedish Sivan. Was last Shabbos the Shabbos the first Shabbos of Chedish Sivan? Bamidbar begins or referred to in English is referred to as the book of Numbers Numbers being that the the Jews were counted once again we discussed once before what is account what is accomplished by the Jews being counted. One of the mainstay accomplishments is the Jews become what's known as a Dovish Abaminion. A Dovish Abaminion is not bottle. And whereas many people in every generation there are those that stand up to try to wipe out the Jewish nation. Being that we are a Dovashib Minyan, therefore we are not bottle, we cannot be nullified and never will be. Or as the slogan would go, Am Yisrael Chai. 
In a sicha that everyone spoke to the women, which for the record, got a text from the birthday boy who is sponsoring tonight's year. He's stuck in a board meeting in Shul. He says, can you believe that? He says, anyway. Rebbe speaks of the greatness of of the, ent- the Jews being their own entity, each and every Jew being his own entity. And the Rebbe says, when we discuss the mitzvah, the Rambam discusses the mitzvah of Trumais and Maisris, the tithe and the gifts that needed to be separated and given to the priests, to the Kahanim, the priestly gi- gifts, known as the Matnas Kahuna, It is known that the gifts that are given to the Kayin may only be eaten by the Kayin and his family. However, ironically, a non-Jew, an Eved, a slave, a servant of the Kayin, may also eat from Truma. Which is interesting, but when we learn one day, we discuss the halachas of the Eved Kanani. We will learn that the Evet Kanani needs to convert. And although he needs to keep all the laws. The Rambam then cites a scenario. Evet Shabarach, a slave, a non-Jewish slave that ran from a Kayan's house or rebelled against the household. What is his law? As far as partaking in Truma. And the halachic decision the Ramam gives is he may still partake in the Truma. Can I have that hat back, please? So I can wear it in the morning. Yeah. Although he ran away.
although he deserted the Kayin, he may still partake in the Truma based on the fact that ultimately he will return. It's inevitable he will ultimately return. What happens, therefore, what transpires in essence, is that this Evid gets a stature, has a status higher than that of a regular Jew. Higher in a way... That he's allowed to partake in Ma'nas Kuhuna, in the gifts of a Kayan. So, says the Rebbe, is exactly the same when it comes to a Jew. A Jew, Yisrael Afapishachata Yisrael. A Jew, even though he sinned, God forbid, he is a Jew. And will always be a Jew. And therefore, and therefore, the Jew has the credence that we know that he will return. And although he had done a sin, but it was only for that moment that he had sinned. Only for that second that he sinned, because of whatever the Yitzhahara got a hold of him, got the better of him. But in essence, his essence does never want to sin. And his essence will ultimately always repent. This is the message, says the Rebbe. When we learn about the Matnas Kahuna, about the Goy, the Eved that ran away, and we say that the Eved may still partake of the Truma, so too we see the same as a Jew, each and every Jew has always that acceptance clause, shall we say. The Almighty says he will always be returned. We will talk today, Mechim, also about Shavuos, Chedeshivan, do you know that? When we come to the counting of Jews, the question stands... Why did this need it to be done? What was accomplished? Generally, when Jews are counted, when a person is counted, Rashi says why they counted. Metechi vason the fun of. 
Because they were so endeared to the Almighty, He counts them on a constant basis. We quoted before when the Rebbe was asked by dollars after standing many hours giving out dollars giving out blessings and the person asked the Rebbe don't you get tired standing so many hours not a young man anymore the Rebbe said to me each Jew is a diamond and just as a diamond merchant never gets tired of counting his diamonds so too I never tire of seeing and blessing Jew after Jew but you want to know how much you have therefore you count and recount over and over but we know that by the Avishta, by the Almighty <coughs> it is written of in front of him everything is revealed there is nothing hidden he knows therefore how much how many Jews there are oh my gosh again it went off he knows how many Jews there are he knows the numbers why would he need to recount over and over Perhaps we can explain this. The endearment of the Jews before the Abishta, before the Almighty, which thereby he therefore counts them, is not really so prevalent. With the Maila of the service to the Abishta. Because each Jew has a different level. No two Jews are the same on the level. No two Jews are the same spiritually. No two Jews are having a catastrophic situation here today. No two Jews serve the Abishta the same way. And therefore, we need to delve into, we need to look into the fact that Jews are being counted. In essence, there's no difference between one Jew and the other. The greatest of the great and the lowest of low.
the greatest of the great of those of those of Jews are all counted equally. No Jew, no matter how great he is, is counted for more than one Jew. No Jew, no matter how small he is, shall we say, is counted for less than one Jew. So we see, therefore, the endearment before the Eivishter, in which they are being counted, is the Nekuda. What's wrong with the internet today? The internet here is fine. Something wrong with his. The Nekuda, the Pintalayid of each and every Jew which is in the heart of each and every Jew, that is found equally by each and every Jew. But this Nekudah, this point, is a point in the heart. And therefore its level is much, much higher than the standard. And therefore, we cannot say that the endearment of the Jews comes through the revelation and therefore is not recognized. Tell me him, he's offline. He tells me I'm offline. I don't understand what's going on here. So therefore when the Almighty counts the Jews each and every moment. It's to know let them know the endearing, how dear they are to him. For the endearment to the Jews are their points, the Pintliyid that comes through and gets revealed, and each one has its own way of bringing that about. Tomorrow, Mir Hashem is Erev Shkedesh. Erev Shkedesh are those who have a custom of keeping a Yom Kippur cotton. the Rebbe would go every month to the Eil on Erev Shkedesh and on the 15th of the month we organize a group every Erev Shkedesh of women to go visit the Eil Any women interested will be tomorrow, Mir Hashem, 7 o'clock at the Ohel. We have a shear, a mini shear, for the women. And then we have, everybody writes their pan together, and we all go into the Ohel together. Anyone that can't make it is welcome to email a note. We'll be more than happy to take it in for them tomorrow, Mitzvah Hashem. And the Almighty should answer all that feelings.
a good idea. Several weeks ago, we told a story about the ale. It's brought down in Svarim. Prior to Tzadikim, prior to the time where Eden would go to Tzadikim for advice and for brachas, people would open the Chavdal and Sifri Kedish. They would open a chumash, a tanakh, and there they would get a bracha, they would get advice, they would get a name of a child. <coughs> the past few years, many of the Rebbe's letters, of the, of the many letters, have been printed. And are available. They're in Karachim in books. And we can always go and ask the Rebbe for a bracha via one of these farm. Tuvia Bolton writes a story of a trip he had he had once a student that had come for a summer session a Russian student whose name was Zachar Zachar studied a few weeks of Torah in Israel where I bought in Yeshiva and then returned back to Russia. Several months later Rabbi Bolton receives a message from Zacharia who had now had a bris and was now a practicing flum yid and Zechariah was sent him pictures of his engagement and invited him to his wedding. Rabbi Bolton was very excited to see this. And Rabbi Bolton actually made the trip to Russia to be by this wedding. Now you have to understand that nothing in this world is perchance. 
Everything is Hashkacha Pratis. Everything is with the hand of Hashem. And so too was this trip to Russia. He stayed with a couple, David and Esther. He spent a week there. As he was leaving, he asked the uncomfortable question that troubled him throughout the week. They had no children, Nebuch. They said they were married for four years. They went to doctors. And the Tsareno, the doctors did not see any possibility of him having any children and I both told them they have to keep davening keep positive and they wish to help no much more, much more than that he couldn't say never Rabbi Bolton returned to Israel. And pretty much forgot about this couple. Where is Dora? Very nice. Result of. He gets a phone call from this David. And David says, I have a very interesting story story to tell you. We had gone to Israel after you had left. And we were by Rabbi Avram Friedlander in Kiat Malachi. And we told Rabbi Friedlander of our situation, our plight, and no children, I've been blessed with children. And he told us to write to the Rebbe. And we did. We wrote Igris Kedish to the Rebbe. We wrote to the Rebbe actually, and we opened an Igris Kedish. And the Rebbe wrote a very clear bracha about our having children. And we were quite confident, therefore, with a new confidence that we will have children. 
We return to Russia. Upon our return to Russia, we found another doctor, a new doctor, who said he was willing to try a new method. And he tried whatever this method was. And a month later, about six weeks later, when the wife returned for the checkup, she was pregnant. In Amal's Gisha, she was pregnant. But strange, not strangely, although she was pregnant, Although she was pregnant, As they were sitting in the room and she was waiting for further examination, a nurse came in and said, I have strange news for you. It's not a single. It's multiple. There's two. And then another nurse came in and said, upon further examination... There are three. She's carrying three fetuses. Obviously the joy was getting greater and greater until... Okay. Only one bracha you make per storm. Having a thunderstorm in his area and he keeps getting cut off the internet. Ultimately, a third nurse came in to confer that there were four fetuses. At this point, the doctor said, It's not possible that she can carry it. They have to abort one or two of them so that the children should be able to survive. This is a difficult decision, of course. And they ran to Rabbi Pevzna of um, Petersburg and they went to ask him a halachic shayla Pevzna got on the phone and began to make his phone calls he himself could not take achrayas responsibility for this and therefore he had to see to it that find a rav that would give a hatter or an iser finally it was decided that nobody could figure out yes or no to write to the rabbi And they wrote to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe answered in a letter in Igus Kedish about the great importance of a Jewish life, and how one may not tamper with a Jewish life, and one may see to it, must see to it, to persevere and make sure, if there's a way of saving a life, to keep it going.
There's no more to ask. The Rebbe is very clear directive that you may not take any of them out. They told this to the doctor, and the doctor said, Slushna, I can't take this responsibility. Go to Israel. They went to Israel. Now I will tell you a, they say it as a joke, I guess. The FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, the United States of America, had a fugitive on the loose. And they believed he, tr- he left Israel. So they sent the picture of the fellow, the fugitive, to the Shin Bet, Secret Service in Israel. And they sent a picture, they sent the frontal picture, the right profile and the left profile. Within 24 hours, they got a response from Shin Bet, we captured all three people. Well, this story didn't change much. They arrived in Israel, they came to a doctor, a specialist, who examined and checked and did sonograms, etc., and said the doctors in Russia are a little bit awkward and backward still. They said there's quadruplets, there's four children. They were wrong, there are quintuplets, there are five. Needless to say, the joy knew no bounds, but again, he too had to concur and say that I don't know how we can keep them all alive. But they had a clear letter from the Rebbe, and he wasn't going to fight with that, so therefore he said, we're going to monitor her, we'll keep her under a monitor the entire time. If Khalilullah, we see any kind of problem, we're going to have to do something. No. They kept her under very strong monitors, and then um, a little while later, Rahman al she went into a situation, into a crisis. As she went into crisis, they didn't know what to do. They started getting very nervous and very frightened. And the doctors turned to him and said to him, Listen, mister, you better write to the Rebbe. The doctors, <coughs> so, you better write to the Rebbe. He wrote to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe wrote very clearly in a letter. It's on Krach Yir Aleph. If you want to look it up, it's book 11, page 162. In the letter, the Rebbe inquires to a man about the welfare of the man's wife. How is your wife? The Rebbe tells the man to check his twill and mezuzahs. And the Rebbe says that she will be a, a healthy pregnancy and healthy child. That's the letter. Immediately he ran to the Sefer with his twillin for sure, I don't know about mezuzahs, maybe the mezuzahs that he had there in the apartment that he was in Israel. And his twillin, which were a very expensive pair of twillin, shall we say, the ink had, splud, had smudged, and his twillin were puzzled. They were unfit. Immediately got new pashas put in, the crisis passed, and in the term, the three boys and the two girls 
were born healthily. No. Needless to say, the Simcha knew no boundaries. <laughs> but as good as good is best and is better. If good is good isn't better, better. Now, the Seb David was calling Rabbi Bolton to tell him that two and a half years later they had another boy. With no medications, no treatments, nothing. And the bris is in Yerushalayim in a half an hour. <laughs> and he would like very much Rabbi Bolton, who lives in Kvachabad, to be there. Rabbi Bolton said, it's not practical. After this whole story, it's still only a half hour. Because I live in Kvar, and you live in, you're in Yerushalayim, which is an hour trip, A. And B, I don't have a car. My wife has my car. So Rabbi David said to him, Rabbi, Chassidim don't live in boundaries. We don't have Agbolas. <coughs> There's no such thing as restrictions. No. Rabbi Bolton said, you're right. And he jumped outside, and there's a car flying by, and he put his finger out, and the guy slams on the brakes. The dust is flying. And he says to him, Vugeisto, Antolech. He says, I gotta get to Yerushalayim. I got a bris in a half hour. He says, I don't have time for you. Get in the car. I'm in a rush to get there. To get to Yerushalayim. The guy, he says, didn't do a, a, a second low, slower than 80, 80 miles an hour. He says, I had my eyes on the road peeled. I was shaking the entire way. But I made it to the bris. And he says, therefore, and he comes in, <laughs> and he tells the guy, I'm here. The guy says, you see Rabbi Bolton, there's no such thing as a limit. No limitations. The question is, A little different Rashi in the parsha. A very famous Rashi. The Pasuk says, These are the children of Aaron and Mesha. And the Pasuk goes on to enumerate the children of Aaron. But not those of Mesha. Now, according to the wording, Tehlis Aaron and Mesha makes no sense anyway. Children of Aaron and Mesha. And therefore Rashi turns to the poor but perplexed and bewildered Bechamish the Mikra and tells him. From here we learn Melamid, from here we learn out. Shekola Melamid ben Chavere Teira, Maila Lavakos of Kiliyele. Anyone who teaches the child Teira, the Teira makes it as if he gave birth to him. That's why teachers are so important. So therefore this week is Teachers Appreciation Week. So what more proper time to learn this Rashi? Mm-hmm. And therefore, all teachers, I hope you're listening to this year tonight, as our hats are off to you for Teachers Appreciation Night. Yay. 
the Cheder, it makes no sense. By a physical birth, there is only one mother. Try what you want. The child comes out of one womb and one womb only. Multiple births can come out of a womb, but one womb is the only womb that gives out that child. And so too, when it comes to teaching Tera, that first teacher that initiates the learning of Tera should fall into the level of Kili Yernilde. <laughs> I tell the story especially for you and you weren't even here. It's Kili Yernilde. As if he was born. It's only the first teacher. Why any teacher should call a Malami? Anyone that teaches. The explanation is a very, very clear one, actually. It is known that Tadis of Hashemtev that every moment we are recreated. The Almighty recreates the entire world on a constant basis. So we find, therefore, that also the life of the Jew, of each and every person, is rejuvenated and renewed every single moment. What does a Jew live on? A Jew lives only on the learning of the Holy Torah. We all know, it says, Ki chayenu the life is Tera. There's nothing else. We have nothing else that keeps us alive. Anyone that Rahman al-Atzlan severs himself from Tera, severs himself from life, Rahman al-Atzlan. And therefore, it's if he's not alive. Now we understand. Kol ben Why? Because if he's not learning at every moment, he's not alive. And if it would not be a Ben Chaveri, <coughs> which now is accepting the rejuvenation and the life that he's been given over in a new form and fashion, Since his life is pen- depending on the Tera on a constant basis, and by his new creation, now that he's been recreated again, he therefore needs Tera again. 
Therefore, each and every time the person is a Ben Chavele from Chodosh, he becomes, he reaches this level again, new, over and over. Hmm? Keep getting it. It says, the Meshu was frightened. It says the entire Jewish nation was extremely happy, but Meshu was frightened. What was Meshu frightened of? He was frightened for himself. He saw... <coughs> The Kabbalah sailed by each and every Jew, and he was concerned he would not have the same. It is known every soul, every neshama <coughs> that will ever come into a body until the last of the generations stood at Har Sinai to accept the Torah. The question is, we know that ain't other makna davar shleibin shusay. Any person cannot take possession of something that's not in his possession. Cannot take ownership of something that's not in possession. And since there was no goof, there was no body to accept the Torah, a physical body, how could the Nisham have accepted it? But the fact of the matter is, during Matan there was a special Kayach that was brought into the world. This strength, this preparation made it possible for the Jews to even accept the Teda. What is the idea of Teda? Teda is to bring down and to continue the revelation of the earth and safe, the never-lasting, never-ending light of the Almighty. How? Through learning Teda and doing mitzvahs. Because a non-Jew that does te- learns Teda puts on a talus or anything else, not doing anything. He's not accomplishing anything. When did the Jews merit to this? Only at Har Sinai. And therefore, even the Neshamas, even the souls that were without bodies, also merited to this very same thing. We know the outside of the Baal Tov is on Shavuos, as is the outside of Davar HaMelech. 
Chedesh Shivan is Sunday, as we said, as Friday, as we said. Thursday, therefore, tomorrow is Erev Chedesh, and tomorrow evening at seven o'clock we meet at the Hill. From Chedesh Sivan until the twelfth of the month, we do not say Tachnun. Chedesh, we never say Tachnun. We then come into the Shlesh Simei Agbala, the three days of separation, which we again did not say Tachlan, and then ultimately Shavuos, and <coughs> since the Hashlama to, fin- to complete everything that had to be completed was also done thereafter until the twelfth of the, until the twelfth of the Chedesh. <laughs> Good for this Good. We just heard. Thank you, Mary. Oh, sorry. Mary, my house is nice, okay? Bosik says, on <laughs> <laughs> because it hasn't been done in about six months. Um. You just deserved that one, that's all. Yeah, you like it? The Almighty says, I am your God that took you out of the land of Mitzrayim. Rashi explains, The fact that you were taken out of Mitzrayim was enough that you should serve me. For that itself, for that merit itself. Simply said, the intention of Rashi when it says that you should be servant to me This is the explanation of the words that the reason that the Pasuk puts the, um, the concept of Kabbalah's Malchusa Yisbarech, of accepting of the Almighty's yoke with Anoichi Hashem the going out of Mitzrayim, Egypt is because it was for that itself was worth it to do it. But the fact that Rashi brings down these words and Dibra Maschal he says in the beginning of the title of the Rashi, Asher Tzisichem Eretz Mitzrayim, and not the beginning of the Pasuk, of Anecha Hashem Alekecha. So therefore it must say that the words are not explaining, Rashi is not explaining the words of Anecha Hashem Alekecha, but rather the words of Asher Tzisichem Eretz Mitzrayim. We have to therefore understand what is his kavana, what is his intention. It perhaps can be said that Rashi learned the Pasuk Asher Tzichem Eretz Mitzrayim. It's a Chiddush. And it's an addition to the concept of Anich Hashem Lekecha. The fact that B'nai Yisrael need to become Mishuvadimli this is only connected with the second half of the Pasuk 
Because what is the Neiche Hashem Alekecha? The idea is Kabbalah Sem Malchusa Yisbarech. Just like the Bnei Medina, people of a nation that become totally humbled and they nullify themselves before the king, so too the Bnei Yisrael Mekabalim accept upon themselves the yoke of the Almighty. However, what is that level? It's much, much greater than just regular accepting the yoke. Because the fact that the Bnei Medina are accepting the El Melech, it doesn't take away their entire freedom. For the king does not know at all what happens in their lives. They go according to his rule and to his dictate. But what they're not commanded, they don't do. Mashenka, when it comes to Shibud, that means the person is totally enslaved to the person. Because therefore, since Anecha Hashem Alekecha is only Kabbalah say, therefore we have to come on to Hitzianam in Mitzrayim. That there we become therefore slaves as we were in Tepare. And this servitude by Pare was Avidus Perech, was a horrific servitude. Therefore it becomes connected that we see that now we are the connection, now we are servitude to the Almighty God. Like to again remind, mention again the trib, the we are dedicating today's year to our dear friend Adam in Atlanta, Georgia, and we want to bless him with arichos yam vishanim langi gezunt tefreilachiyaren with nachas from his children and. Since I was the one that hooked him up with Fresca, he should enjoy Fresca. No. He should have many, many happy years with his family, with his children. <laughs> Nachas from his children. Nachas from his wife. My wife too. And his cat should be healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and he should go from this strength to strength from the Shredish Sivan. A amazing, amazing date, amazing birth date. They should go from strength to strength and from this birthday to their next birthday, on and on, as he enters into the decades of the 50s. Hashem should give him Kayak to be able to go and to do and continue to help in wherever he helps in the shul, in Chabad, or anything else that he helps in. And from the merit of his birthday, we should go to Yerushalayim, Yerakelish, and we should have, as the Friedrich Rebbe said, Kabbalah Satera, Besimcha, Bepnimius, and we should all accept the Tera, Mirat Hashem next week, in happiness, and with full intent, and we should be in Yerushalayim, Yerakelish, Shabbat Shalom, Chag Sameach, and we will miss you next Wednesday. Cultive. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.